97.3 The Game, Milwaukee. Okay. This is 9 to Noon with John Coon. You know, I hope they don't have to go to John Coon either, but I'd sure like to see what he's capable of doing. And Big Sexy, Brian Butch. You want to give all the love to the quarterback. I thought you said you were a fullback. Tap the guys on the PellaWI.com talk and text line at 414-799-1973. Tweet at CoonJ30 and at Brian underscore Butch. 9 to Noon is brought to you by Palermo's. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's. Made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Finn, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzeria, Connie's, Urban Pie, and Screamin' Sicilian. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Welcome to 9 to Noon. She has a shaker. Welcome into 9 to Noon here on a Tuesday, November the 29th. John Kuhn, Brian Butch, Armin Sarin. Follow us at 9 to number 2 noon on Twitter. And I, I, We don't normally have Tuesdays like this, but this is, this is going to be a fun show. Uh, we regularly have A.J. Dillon on to, uh, to recap and preview uh, Packers, you know, recap the, the Philadelphia game and, and preview the Chicago game and, and get into some other shenanigans with him. But uh, it, the, the Luke Fickle stuff is, is great. I, I love it. I'm into this. I'm all for it. I, I said yesterday, I like Jim Leonard. I think Jim Leonard will be good. Just, I think Luke Fickle just has a better chance. And sometimes chances are, you know, a dime a dozen. You, you, you might not hit on a chance. But I just think you have more of a chance with Luke Fickle to – to get to maybe a little higher on that mountain, a little closer to that mountaintop that uh, that we're talking I don't about here, and, that. and we're we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into it. it we'll get into it because yeah. and and it won't just be us. AJ Dill or uh, AJ Hawk. We got two AJs back to back today. AJ oh, Hawk nice. will be coming on hour number two to uh, to talk about that. Luke Fickle was his position coach, a defense coordinator there at Ohio State. AJ's time there, so they've stayed very much in contact. So I, I, I want to know a lot about what AJ thinks about Luke Fickle. That that that's some real inside knowledge here, and. You know, we got to talk about Matt LaFleur and his sound yesterday. He was asked a very good question. Why is Aaron Rodgers the guy with a broken thumb and injured ribs um, the guy to start your next football game and not Jordan Love, especially after what Jordan Love did in this two series of the last game? Why a beat-up Aaron Rodgers and not a healthy Jordan Love? Um, And then the abomination of missed tackles that we saw in that game. We'll get into the Matt LaFleur yeah. sound as well. Armin, you're excited today. USA, Iran, yeah. 1 o'clock. Do you have a party that you are attending? Are you throwing a party yourself after being here since 4 in the morning? No. I'm sure you're walking out the building at 12.15 today. No, I'm not going to walk out of the building at 12.15. Why not? Gonna have stuff. I got stuff to get done. I probably won't uh. make it out until 1-something or 2 but uh, no, I'm just gonna watch it, John, at home or maybe here if I'm still here. No party, but that's okay. This is a you know, this is a big one. I mean, hey, if you don't like ties either, this, this is, is good. Huge. If you don't like ties, this is good because the U.S. cannot tie today, so they're gonna have to go for the win. Now, Iran can tie and probably advance, so that should be a concern if you're a fan. So how because how are they gonna play? Are they gonna play back? They might defense? pack the. What, that's what, what I, I mean. Yeah, that's the concern is they might try and pack the back. And defend and get a draw. So I think if you're the U.S., you got to come out aggressive early, try and jump on them early, get an early goal, 
But it's a big game. It's win and you're in to go through to the next uh, phase, the knockout stage. I don't believe in parking the bus until you have a lead. So if Iran parks the bus at the beginning of this game, it will they be might. exciting. And yeah, I will watch. I'm with you on soccer. that. When's the last time we made it through a group stage, Armin? Was it 14? 14, then lost to Belgium. Yep. So nothing, you know, nothing to be really ashamed of. Belgium's really good, but that's what happened last time. So hopefully U.S. didn't make it last time. So we're already past that to the good World Cup. Good so. midday, yeah. midweek sports. Here we go. You need something. The only thing it. on TV right now is the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and that's done with after this year. That's it. There's nothing else to watch. Midday, yeah. Midday, there's really nothing. In general today, is there anything else to watch? Well, Marquette plays Baylor tonight. That, okay. So I'm surprised you're not. I'm not surprised with you, Mr. Ba- I'm just kidding. I'm not being that guy. No, you're right, uh, Butch. Th- besides that, there's not really. But I think, okay, so a lot to chew on there. Plus, yes. uh, Aaron Rodgers' name gets brought up in a podcast by two people I know very little about. Uh, but it makes waves and goes viral. And it's pretty interesting conversation that they had, so heck, why not uh, bring that up at some point in time? Do we have to? Yeah, probably not, but uh, <laughs> okay. that's on the back burner. Let's maybe, tease that and get Maybe, yeah, maybe hour you. number three, just just some weird podcast stuff. I'm sure Zabe broke down all the X's and O's of how you appropriately do a podcast and get stuff for, for clicks and mic stands and, likes and <laughs> looks and views and all that other happy jazz there. But no, I, I do think uh, we start right with the Luke Fickle stuff. We will talk with A.J. Hawk around 1030 because uh, cause he's got a close tie there and, and, and ask him everything on this. But this is what I think, Butchie, and, and, I, and I hear a lot of Wisconsin alum, a lot of Wisconsin alum. You, Heller, I'm sure Red Hot Tim Scott screaming from the mountaintop. Um, uh, J.J. Watt I saw on Twitter. Um, Joe Thomas on Twitter. All the yeah. big-time alums it's, it feel really bad for Jim Leonard but all are really excited about Luke Fickle. And I agree that both can be true. I agree okay. that both can be true. I'm glad we agree you with that. You can feel bad about Jim Leonard um, and then be excited about Luke Fickle. However, I'm going to say this. I, I keep hearing people say Jim Leonard will be back. Jim Leonard will be back to coach defense for this Badger team. And and Luke Vickle said yesterday he had a great conversation with Jim Leonard. They, they spoke for an hour. Do you want to play that, Armin? Yeah, here it is. Yes, definitely. Arm? Yes, definitely I am. Uh, I met with Jim for about an hour last night. We'll meet again Wednesday. You know, uh, we had a great conversation. Um, very open to, you know, obviously picking his brain for a lot of things. You know, he, he loves this place. He's a diehard. Um, so there's a lot of options that are open. And he kept talking about him. I respect Jim. I don't know Jim now that well. I'm getting to know him. I know him from afar. We know people that know each other. I think we're very similar in a lot of ways. Jim will know what's best for him. Jim will know what's best for the program. Jim will know what's best for this team. And I respect that. And uh, we'll continue to to talk about what the future looks like, you know, but we don't know what that is right now. First big recruit maybe for Fickle is Jim Leonard. But I don't want does, this but recruit. Does he have, but does he have a chance for Jim Leonard? Uh, this is my this is my take and you tell me Go if ahead. I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm yeah. wrong. You you're speaking at it from a from a and I can already tell. You're speaking at it from a Luke Fickle uh side of things. I'm speaking at it from if you're really one of those that that felt bad for Jim Leonard then Jim Leonard can't stay as defensive coordinator. You, you can't have both. You can't feel bad for Jim Leonard and then want him to stay as defensive coordinator. Like it's time for him to do what, Butch? Spread his wings and fly yeah. like a 
Like a, like, a, like a peacock. Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. what you want him to do. You want him to spread Absolutely. his wings and fly like a peacock. Yeah. I want him to spread his wings and fly like an eagle, soar through the, the clouds. Right? I want him to get way high up there. And for him to do that now, Wisconsin said, not here, not now. Not here, not now. So Jim Leonard's going to have to go somewhere, bump up that resume, take a head coaching job somewhere, and start doing the damn thing. You said something very interesting there, and I completely agree with you on this. Not here, not now. It's not time. I truly believe this. At this point, it's time for Jim to go somewhere. If he wants to be a coach, if he wants to be a lifer, right? Like, like, that's the route he wants to go. Go somewhere else. Try to get a head coaching job, which I think you'd very easily get, and build what you have. I don't think this always closes the door on him coming back. Like, if this Luke Fickle thing doesn't work out, if, like, however it plays out, I seen it last week, right? Let's say Notre Dame, you know, their guy doesn't work out. Now, you know, might, you know, whatever, Ohio State, whatever. I don't think that this is Luke Fickle's destination job. In my gut, I just. I just don't. I don't I know. And that's, that's, a, that's a question I, I really want to ask A.J. Hawk when we talk with him. That, I, I, A.J. would know more than I would. I heard yeah. you say that, but then I also heard his uh, presser yesterday and why his family chose there. And I think, I, man, there was, some, there was some things there with Ohio State. You know, he was there forever. He was kind of like the Jim Leonard of Ohio he State. Was. Before he, was. he went and spread his wings down there at Cincinnati. And now he's at a spot where he can – it might not be the end-all, be-all forever for him at Wisconsin. There might eventually you know, be something down the line. But I think you know, he looked at this. He took serious consideration looking at all the universities that offered him jobs and said, this is the one that I might be able to leave my mark on the best. Yeah, and, and you're right. And maybe that's the case. I just I, – I worry about that. That's all. Just because it's an outside guy. I, I wouldn't worry about that with Jim. But I don't think exactly, and that's the thing. If Jim Leonard would have stayed, he would have stayed forever and would have never left. And that's why I also believe Jim Leonard needs to go somewhere now. I completely agree with this. He needs to go somewhere now. He cannot be the defensive coordinator of this team anymore. That's sad. People will be bummed. But if you're bummed, you should also be happy for Jim. That's my happy for Jim that he should go get a head coaching job somewhere now, and it might be a little lower down on the tiers than Wisconsin right now, but he could build that program, and then maybe another head coaching job at a higher program, and then maybe you know maybe a decade down the road we have this tremendous tremendous homecoming. Yeah, I agree. But this right now is is Jim's time to just kind of go and and like you said, I'll use your term, spread your wings, right? And I really don't think how things are different. And I really don't think defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers is it. I don't think that's I don't it think that's going to happen. I don't think it's it for Jim, and I don't think it's it for the Packers. I, don't, I, I think I, the I, Packers I need to make a big splash. They if they if they do make changes, Matt Lafleur, you know, and we'll get into these comments with the missed tackles and should there be a coaching change? And he doesn't think it's necessarily with the play calling and the game planning. 363 yards got to be more than just missed tackles, but a lot of missed tackles out there, so a lot of the execution. But there's potentially an opening in Green Bay at the end of the year. And I don't think at this point in time it would fit for Jim Leonard, and I don't think at this point in time it would fit for the Green Bay Packers either. I just think the way it all works for both of them, I think I think Jim's time now is head coach for another university. I agree, I, I and I think that's the best for Jim Leonard as well. All right, what do you think out there? 
414-799-1973. That's the PelloWI.com talk and text. And I want to hear from you on this. Uh, do you feel bad for Jim? And if you do, you can't want him to stay, right? You can't, you can't want him to stay if you feel bad for him. you got, you got to want him to take a head coaching job somewhere else, even if that means taking a little bit away from Wisconsin. Maybe a couple people leave if Jimmy leaves. But then you really got to buy all in to Luke Fickle. We're just getting started here. A.J. Dillon, A.J. Hawk, hour number two. Big show for you today, Nine and T. 97.3 The Game. One name is synonymous with fantastic frozen pizza. That's Palermo's, made right here in Wisconsin for almost 60 years. And they're new and improved flavors. Kind of like a new head coach. New and improved flavors. That's what you've got every once in a while. Rising crust pizzas to their guilt-free primo thin pies. Palermo's has a delicious slice for every appetite. Find them in your grocer's frozen food aisle, not in Cincinnati, Ohio. Palermo's flavor is our family's business. Palermo's really not in Cincinnati. No, I don't know, but they got Coach Fickle from Cincinnati, so I try to get, you know, I throw a little ad lib in there, you know. You're trying to be funny, and you might be. I might not have been funny. Pizza Maybe eaters in Cincinnati. Hold on. Pissed I do right think now. Palermo's is in Cincinnati. I really do. Skyline but I just doesn't sell Palermo's with their Ooh. chili? Oh, that's Ooh, so that hard. Do you think that's good chili? Could you put chili on pizza? I would dip a Palermo's pizza in Skyline chili, even though Skyline chili is some of the worst chili I've ever had, to be quite frank with you. Yeah. I can't find out if they sell in Palermo's. I'm gonna, I'll text Nick or somebody. I, we've had this discussion before. We're not going to get into okay. it now. But I'm, I'm heavy beans in the chili, and I'm no pasta. Don't put any pasta at the bottom. Yeah, like a pasta. But I am crunchies on top. Give me some corn chips or something. Yeah. Pop up in there some cheese, some sour cream, some uh, some fresh onions. Yeah, do something like that. All right, uh, we we were talking. Uh, last segment to open the show, and we're going to talk with AJ Hawk in hour number two about this. Luke Fickle hired at Wisconsin, what that meant for Jim Leonard, and the the overwhelming consensus is we feel bad for Jim Leonard, but we're excited about Luke Fickle, and then we hope that Jim Leonard stays as defensive coordinator. And I said simply this: if you feel bad for Jim Leonard, then you shouldn't necessarily want him to stay as defensive coordinator. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, Here, here's but I, the thing: I think it's time. I think it's time for a new spot for Jim Leonard. Butchie, let's get to some reactions yeah. quick uh, here in this segment. Mike and Tosa, you're on nine to noon. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Um, first of all, if you talk to Ted, it's not really chilly if it has beans in it. Texas guy. I know, guy. Texas I know guy. that. You're right. I know that. Second of all, um, I think this they, this audition for Jim Leonard showed that he's not ready to be a head coach yet. I realize he was on a sinking ship, but um, if you look, they're pretty much the same offensive issues. Uh, occurred in the last part of the season as did in the beginning, the inconsistency. Uh, unfortunately, Jim had to deal with that. Um, since Bert Bielema left, I've really been indifferent to coaches moving around. Um, Gary Anderson really soured me. Uh, Bielema really soured me. So now I just don't, you know, when Chris got fired, I was like, mm, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, I would have liked Jim to get the job, but just I believe there's lots of evidence showing that he's an unbelievable defensive coordinator, but when he's got to uh, delegate and be the man, I don't think he's he's developed enough skills for that yet. Well, Mike, I got a couple questions for you real quick. It, it, head coach, head coach, defensive coordinator, still running the defense, relies on the offensive coordinator and the offensive coaches to get those players to play a certain type of way. 
The head coach, though, is about play style and energy. Did it look like, did it sound like, did it feel like the team had more energy, a more physical play style, a more want-to when they were out there with Jim than they did earlier in the season? Uh, maybe not enough to not enough to show me that the change made a difference. You know what I mean? I mean, he the new energy that Jim brings and the and the the, the aggressive style. I just didn't see it. You know, the defense, if anything, took a step backwards. But maybe that was because they were on the field so much. But I just I. Just, I didn't see the big burst of energy that everybody thought Jim Leonard would inject. And maybe it's because, you know, he didn't get to pick his offensive players. He got to pick his defensive players, but that defense was hamstrung all year long by the poor offensive production. And, you know. Yeah, uh, Mike, you're bringing up some good points. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Really appreciate it. And, uh, and Butchie, I'll say this. They had a winning record under Jim Leonard. I thought they played harder. I did. I, I personally did. I, I I thought they played harder. Um, here's the thing with Jim, right? And and it it just it is like I hate to say it like this, but the only way that he sticks around, in my opinion, is because he loves the lifestyle that's here, and he wants to be part of that in his family. And there's 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 a value to that to him. There's a value to the university. That he's okay with that, right? Like, Because if you think about how he started this whole thing, if I remember this correctly, he wasn't for sure he wanted to get into it. He was just really darn good at it and kept elevating, and it's kind of it's in front of him, right? So that that's the caveat. It's not like he got into this saying, I want to be a coach. He didn't get into that with that mindset right away. There's some guys that get into that, I want to be a coach, and boom, 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 they're going to do that. That's the that's the X factor. Sometimes in you that. don't know how good you are, and sometimes yeah. you don't know you actually want something until it's dangled right there and, in front of you. We'll and, see what he does. Yeah, we'll see what absolutely. he says. Uh, let's get to another caller, Stephen Grafton. You're on nine to noon. How you doing, my friend? Hey, my friend John. You just stole my words. What you, you got? Am I not your good. friend, Steve? Oh well, you're always my friend, John. Let's. And are you? I'm not John. Uh, I'm Brian. Oh, Brian. Uh, sorry about that, Brian. I thought, is John there? Yeah, I'm here. There. I'm here. Wait, Listen, both, he, Butch, you is like, Butch is really good at confusing people. What, what you got for us, Steve? Okay, what I got, I'm a little confused, John. Uh, uh, John. I, I'd i like to have Jim, oh, let's put it this way. Let me go back and I'll stop real, real quickly. Green Bay would be a good choice for him. Why? Here's my reasons why. We've used retread coaches as defensive coordinators. It doesn't work. One thing about Jim Leonard, he connects with the ball players. We have young players in Green Bay. Apparently, Barry doesn't get along with these young players. I think he could instill a lot of confidence on the defense and make a lot of changes. And he gets along with LaFleur, who's also young. And I think there's a home there. Two, he would be in Wisconsin. In case the thing didn't work out with Wisconsin, they can always he can always go back to Wisconsin, but he can learn, you know, the NFL. He's played ten years. He gets along well with fellas. So I am a conflict of that. I, um, I the only thing that's I, that's bothering me is Lafleur may not be here next year, and that may hold Jim back, saying, "Why should I take this job when Lafleur may be gone?" 
All right, so Steve. Hey, I, Steve, I, I appreciate it. I don't think LaFleur is on the hot seat for the end of this year. Just signed the extension, uh, at, you know, this past offseason. He and Brian Gunnikins both signed extensions. So I, I don't think LaFleur is on the hot seat this year um, with, with that. Now, you got to finish the season strong here. You know, since we're weaving back and forth between Packers and Badgers, you still got to finish the season strong here um, and, and, and win a couple games, at least the ones you should, against, you know, probably the Bears, the Rams, the Lions here. you you got to show some fight with this team. But this is my thing with Jim Leonard, right? Going to be a defensive coordinator. Uh, Steve said he didn't like the retread coaches, the retread defensive coordinators. We just picked the wrong ones the last couple of years. You know, when you look around the league and you start seeing some of these defenses that are really playing tough, really playing hard, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it's the young defensive coordinators that we need. Maybe it's a young guy who's really good at it. The problem with that is it's hard to get a, a defensive coordinator to do a lateral. You've got to kind of find a guy who's been dropped down a peg and, uh, and is hungry and is ready to come back. Mike McCarthy did it down there in Dallas, though. He figured it out down there in Dallas. Remember their defense just a year or two ago was absolutely abysmal, and uh, and now they're one of the fiercest defenses in the National Football League. Should, let's shove one last one in here before we take a break. We got George in Muskego. George, you're on 9 to noon. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, thanks. I got three real quick points. Number one, I think that uh, Pickle's going to be able to recruit four and five-star uh, players uh, better than Leonard would be able to. Number one, uh, Number two, I think it shows that Wisconsin's all in on this pick. But I think the most important part is in the last two years, Wisconsin's been going in a bad uh, direction. And the hiring of Fickle and him choosing Wisconsin shows the outside football world that Wisconsin is still a desirable place to go. And I think that's the most important thing that this pick does. Couldn't have said it better myself. Georgia Muskego hits the nail on the head on that one. And we'll get to talk with A.J. Hawk about this because he played for Fickle. He knows Fickle very well. And uh, and we'll get his impressions of the hiring here in Wisconsin. I'm also going to ask him, what's, what's Wisconsin got to do to to shorten that gap between, you know, the Habs in the Big Ten? You know, the Ohio States and the Michigans uh, currently right now running around the Big Ten. What's Wisconsin got to do there? I think... We probably know the answer on that one, but it'll be interesting to see if somebody from one of those organizations says the exact same thing. But first, we got to get into it. We're talking Packers with AJ Dillon. We do that next. Nine minutes. We got to stop making Milwaukee, ninety-seven-three. The game. The 10 o'clock hour on Tuesdays means it's time to talk Packers with Packers running back A.J. Dillon, brought to you by Miller Lite. That's great taste and only 96 calories. It's Miller Time NX Wealth Management. Know the difference and Arbonne Equipment. Learn more at arbonne.rightlight.com. And A.J., thanks for joining us a little bit on your day off today. We really appreciate it. First thing I'm going to ask is how's that thigh doing? Uh, thigh's doing well. Uh, you know, I- <clears throat> had a contusion from uh, the Titans game, or not the Titans, Cowboys game. Um, so just, you know how those go. Just kind of one of those little nagging things. And then I, I just got it re-hit right in that same spot. But I uh, got off from the sideline, rode the bike a little bit, ran around, and was back in that next series. Listen, I know all about those things, and, and i got to ask you, you're a big back. And the NFL nowadays, it's smaller pads for everybody, even the big backs. Do you ever you know contemplate going to the big pads, the bigger thigh pads. Yeah, uh, so it's not 
about the, I guess, like thickness of the pads. It's more, I, I already wear the big thigh pads. I don't wear small pads or any of that nonsense. But uh, I wear the big thigh pads. I need it to be uh, wider in width uh, because my, like, obviously, like my quads are really big. Uh, so where the thigh pad covers, I still have like more quads. <laughs> like I still have more leg on the side. I keep getting hit right outside of that. So well, and and, and 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 you yeah. have that luxury of having the, the big thighs, and and because tacklers aren't going to try and hit you high. They're not going to try and hit yeah. you up high. And I got to say, AJ, uh, to me, it looked like you had a little extra juice there on Sunday night. Was there anything? Was there a feeling? Did you know going into the game this was a big one? Did you know your role was going to be improved? What was it? Uh, you know, I just felt uh, kind of just, <clears throat> just like, uh, you know, go out there and, and ball. That was just kind of my, you know, mentality going out there. Um, you know, I feel like I played a lot of the season just kind of not timid, but, you know, just trying to be perfect on everything. I was just like, you know what, let's just go out there and play ball. And, uh, you know, it was fun. Uh, I was, you know, talking about just having fun with it. And, you know, that, that that's what I did. AJ, you've said that the last couple of weeks when we talked with you, it kind of felt like you felt timid and finally you're starting to get back to yourself. Why? What do you think that is? As athletes, we go through ups and downs all the time throughout a season, uh, whether it was me on the basketball floor or John or whatever. But but why do you think kind of it trended that way and then you caught yourself, which a lot of athletes don't do, so I give you credit on that. Uh, I just think, uh, like I said, I was just trying to be perfect. Like uh, I was trying to – I feel like – not like I was overthinking. Uh, like I – really don't have, like, a lot of, like, what they'd say, like, mental errors on the season. And so I think I was more so focusing on making sure I'm not making any mistakes rather than just, like, going out there and just playing free, just playing aggressive and going, like, all out and worry about all the X's and O's and exact details later on type of thing. So, uh, you know, it's just more about just going out there and just, you know, playing the game how I've always played the game and uh, just playing with confidence and just, like I said, having fun playing free. And so, um, you know, that worked out for me well last game, and I'm going to try to keep building on that. AJ, was that your first time playing in Philly? First time, yeah. What was what, what were your thoughts on the experience, the, the environment? I loved it. I loved it. It was uh, – it reminded me of uh, – this is going to sound super odd, but it reminded me of, like, high school in the sense where just, like, people are just yelling anything, just coming at you, whatever. Obviously, much bigger stadium, way more people and all that. But just, like, the atmosphere of, like, it's just raw. Just They were yelling anything they could possibly do to try to get you, uh, like, off uh, out, of, out of whack uh, in the stands. It was fun. It was a really live uh, environment. Yeah, I loved Philly. I always loved playing there. I always loved playing in Seattle. Uh, we had better luck in Philadelphia than we always had in Seattle. So that's one. It, when you go out there to Seattle, you'll see same type of situation there. But some of your teammates didn't seem to handle uh, the experience in the stadium that well uh, and maybe got a little bit out of their game. Uh, do, do you guys ever try and talk about that on the sideline, about what you can do to, to maybe not let the fans get into your head? Uh, not really. I mean, no, I, I guess I, I, I'm sure people do. I haven't really, uh, you know, had a, 
I haven't had any of those conversations uh, personally. I mean, I I enjoy the fans. Uh, obviously, the ones that you know are you know supportive and you know out there and enjoying the game and having a good time. But um, at the end of the day, man, like they're out there to watch you play, whether they don't like you or they do like you. Uh, they bought a ticket to come watch you, so um, go go put on a show. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't really get too worried about anybody that's not on the field. AJ John talked a little bit about you know the players. Um, I've got a question. To me, this was a situation that happened that I really haven't seen a lot with the Green Bay Packers at all. It looked like there was a lot of guys taking falls to slow down Philadelphia's offense a little bit, but the acting was horrendous. Are there any plans to maybe try to get a little bit more acting classes in over this week? Because it was it was bad. <laughs> I think uh, I, <laughs> I think I gotta watch uh, the TV copy. Uh, to see to see it real time because uh, you know when the defense is out there we're always like looking at or usually looking at the iPads and watching what we did on offense and stuff but I like I heard uh, a bunch of the boos from the stands the stadium was real evident with the boos so I don't I didn't like see the situations necessarily all the time when they happened but um, you know it's it's just part of the game they, now like you know not saying we did or didn't but you know teams every team kind of has that that in their in their plans but uh if there was any bad acting i didn't i didn't see i didn't get a chance to see it so i might have to watch a tv copy tonight uh, yeah i'll make sure i get that to you well aj i'll I'll say it like this have you done a commercial yet my friend yeah i've done uh, i've done a couple yeah, this this would be like uh, you, you do the first take and they go, all right, well, we liked what you did, but uh, can can you try and do it like this exactly. next time? There, there was a couple of very uh, curious moments in that football game. But uh, take us through the game. Eagles jumped out early. You guys never wavered, bounced right back there in the first quarter. But, again, just that, that, that momentum there at the end of half and then into the third quarter. Why do you feel like it's just uh, a lot of games now this season? It's just that little stretch that gets you guys behind the eight ball. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I sound like a broken record coming on here each week and saying the same thing of, like, you know, we're right there and we can hang with anybody. Uh, you know, it's a, we just played the team with the best record in the NFL, primetime football, and uh, lost by, you know, a close margin and had opportunities to, come back and win that and also, you know, come back and scoring with our uh, our starting quarterback out, you know. So it's just like one of those things where, uh, I don't know, like I, like I said each week, but you just got to take advantage of those opportunities uh, where we have chances to put ourselves ahead or keep momentum, and uh, we just haven't really done that consistently, and you know, that'll, that'll get you beat. AJ, you talked about, though, you came in, Aaron goes out, Obviously, Jordan comes in and plays really well, and that's the talk that everyone wants to talk about now. How good Jordan Love looked, and what this means, and does Aaron play? Well, what What's your feeling on all that stuff? And how did you think Jordan played when he was in there? Um, you know, my feelings on it all is, you know, like I say, with every other position, it's that next man up mentality. You know, when somebody goes out, um, you you got to have that in any sport. You got to just be ready when your number's called and. You know, I feel like Jordan went in there and he, he, he did his thing. He did well, and obviously the numbers and stuff show that. But, you know, more importantly for me as, you know, a teammate and 
you know, you look to quarterbacks to be the leader of the team. That's the nature of football. And um, as a as a friend of Jordan, somebody who you know we trained together beforehand before we got drafted. Uh, obviously, drafted the same team, same class, and um, good friends. But you know, it's nice to it was nice to see him like he, like you said, he was poised. And it was nice to see him confident and uh, go out there and uh, deliver um, yeah. as a teammate, as a friend. It was nice to see that, and I was happy to for him to get you know that little confidence, uh, confidence boost, you know, believe in himself. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. You guys did come in in the same class. You're obviously very, very close. Uh, we, we saw the pictures early on when you guys got drafted. That's got to feel really good to see your teammate, uh, a, another young guy on the team. It looked like some other young guys on the team kind of rallied around that, had a little bit, uh, a little bit of excitement when he jumped in the game just to get that different feel. Um, do you think that that kind of has a play here on the offense? If Jordan does get more playing time, you'll see a lot of guys rally behind him. I think uh I think definitely I mean just naturally uh if if that were to be the case you know guys are going to rally behind somebody who you know hasn't had that much game experience I know he's in year 3 um but obviously um just like everybody knows hasn't been in as many games or really been under center that that many times so everybody's going to you know rally behind him and be supportive because uh, everybody knows uh you know those first couple games what it's like to get your feet wet and uh, naturally, you know, when things don't go your way, it's just the nature of the game. Uh, you know, there's going to be times when things don't go your way. Um, it's always great to have that support behind behind you, and, you know, everybody knows uh, what that's like. So um, I think definitely um, we, the guys that rallied behind him, uh, you know, he's a great teammate. And uh, so, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's always the mindset uh, when somebody's out there. All right, AJ. I, I was close with Aaron in 2007 when Brett was our starting quarterback, and 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 Aaron was was the show team quarterback to just take a couple reps for the offense. And then when he went in in the Dallas Cowboy game that year, and it, we got time to talk and we got time to kind of pick each other's brain. What's Jordan like at practice, and what's he like off the field, and and how much is he just biting at the bit here, just chomping, getting ready to uh, to try and get more opportunities? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's a competitor. He's uh the the best example I have is I remember pre draft, uh, we're out in Orange County, um, training and stuff and the place where we, we stayed at had a ping pong table. And I remember we were all playing and um, uh, you know, winter stays on and I just whatever it was, I just happened to keep beating him. I lose to somebody else, I kept beating him each time right after he'd, like, be the winner and get to stay on there. And, uh, you know, every time I remember him just staying there, he's like, nah, like, we got to keep playing until I win. Um, and so it was kind of just one of those things where, it, even though it's a simple game, that's just his mindset. And, uh, you know, he, he approaches, uh, you know, practice that same way, even though, you know, he's got team quarterback, he's out there, you know, trying his best to make good throws to the receivers. And sometimes the receivers are – you know, a, a defensive back wearing a yellow yellow jersey to be a receiver and stuff like that. But you know, he's still trying his best, and uh, you know, he, he's definitely a competitor. So you know, it's really cool to you know I've seen him grow over the last three years, and you know, he's I know he's learned a lot from uh, Aaron, and you know, they're really close, and uh, Aaron does a really good job, uh, you know, helping him out too. 
Hey, you talked about Aaron doing a good job of helping him out. Aaron opened up the door. If if you guys are mathematically eliminated, he said, hey, those are going to be conversations that are best for the organization, the franchise. Our former quarterback, Brett Favre, didn't have those conversations. Um, that might open the door for Jordan to start the last four games of the year, just depending on how things play out. Uh, what what is what is your take in the locker room with that kind of leadership from Aaron Rodgers opening up that door for possibly Jordan to have valuable reps versus just second team and scout team reps? There could be a full month here uh, where Jordan Love is your starting quarterback because Aaron Rodgers says, "Yet yeah, you know this is the right thing for for all in that locker room." Yeah, I think uh, you know I think uh, twelve was a real selfless guy. I'll say. Um, regardless of, you know, how the media always wants to depict it, just in my, uh, my instances with him and talking with him. So, um, I know how some people are going to take that statement, but, you know, I think, uh, he really means it in a sense that, you know, it's, it's bigger than any one person and, you know, whatever's, you know, best for the team in that situation. If we do end up in that situation where we're out, uh, I don't foresee that, but if, you know, hypothetically we were, um, you know, I think that takes a lot uh, to be a, obviously a high-profile guy uh, to be able to take a step back if that were to be the case and, uh, you know, do what would be unanimously uh, best if that's decided. It's got to be a tough spot for you guys in that locker room because this is a little bit different as well. Aaron Rodgers with the broken thumb, now with the ribs, uh, and, and Matt LaFleur was even asked yesterday – it, how is a injured Aaron Rodgers in two different places a, a, a better option than than a healthy Jordan Love at this point in time? With the Chicago Bears looming and and likely not having Aaron in a practice tomorrow, how weird and awkward is that situation? Um, you know, I don't I don't really think it's you know weird or awkward. It's just kind of one of those where you know I'm gonna go uh, go ahead and practice the same way I was gonna practice. Uh, you know, it's just kind of the ne- the next day going to bring your bring your lunch to work, go out there and go to practice, and you know whoever's out there, um, that's who we're gonna follow. All right, uh, AJ. Before we let you go, is your Christmas tree up yet? Christmas tree is up. We actually have uh, three Christmas trees up. My wife what? is very very festive. Three? Did you cut any down? Did you go get a no, real? No, no, no. No, they're all fake trees. Wait, oh. is the three trees all fake? How, I mean, come on. What? Where do you even <laughs> hey, put three have, trees? Have, what are the three have, rooms? We have uh, real wreaths. They're not all big ones. They're one big one in the, the living room, and then Mis- a couple. Mister Dork County, and you have no real trees. We have real wreaths. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're trying to slide this. I need a better Christmas tree game from you. I'm not gonna lie. We have real wreaths. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm gonna go get some string lights. We have uh, we have some trees outside. I'm gonna go ahead and throw those up there. Oh, so you're gonna up. put them up though, right? You're gonna put the lights up. Yeah, I put the lights on. Man. See, Coon doesn't even put his own lights up. <laughs> oh man, that's Here a bold faced lie. AJ. That's absolutely <laughs> not true. 
That's absolutely not true. This, that's, this that's guy butch- went out there and got Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. It's coming for me. Now, I, listen, I got a 12-footer. It's like a big 14-foot deal. I got a 12-footer this year. I downsized a little bit. I, I, I wanted to pick it up myself. Yeah, I got a 12-footer in there. We'll be comparing Christmas trees. Hopefully, we'll get a picture oh, yeah. of your three Christmas trees. I'm really anxious yeah. to see where you put three Christmas trees. Do you have one in the master bath? It, it, three <laughs> leaves a lot of <laughs> options out there for you guys. But uh, we, we enjoy you being on the show here with us uh, again this week. And, hey, go get them. It's Bears Week, baby. Yes, sir. You know what it is. I appreciate you guys, as always. Uh, have a good rest of your day. That's A.J. Dillon, as always, brought to you by Miller Lite. Great taste and only 96 calories. It's Miller time. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference in Arbonne equipment, the leaders in repair, installation, and maintenance for loading dock, equipment, industrial doors, and a whole lot more. Learn more at arbonne.righthype.com. I got to tell you, he does a great job of answering those questions. Matt LaFleur does a great job of answering those questions. But you tell me. But they got to be sick of it. No, 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 no. Not, not even be sick of the questions. You tell me right now. Aaron Rodgers with the bruised ribs could not finish the game. Aaron Rodgers with the thumb has not said it's affected his throwing, but it's still an issue. You have a quarterback now that's not dealing with one, but two injuries out there, Butchie. And you have a quarterback that's fresh as a daisy dropping dimes last game. And I don't want to hear one person say that the Eagles were in prevent defense of 14 points with 10 minutes left in the game. Because that's, that that's the furthest thing from the truth. I didn't say or, prevent. Or Monday, Monday. I said was, you question it. You I question asked, it, right? was the zone softer? Did they play softer? If John says no, then that's good enough for me. I no, just asked the question, Butch, okay? Is they that okay were, with you? But, but this is my point. <laughs> yes. You have a quarterback that's fresh as a daisy. He just dropped dimes, albeit in a very small sample size. And you got a quarterback that's beat up. If the Packers, and I, I have to ask this seriously, if the Packers were 8-4 and four versus 4-8 and eight playing the Chicago Bears with a beat-up Aaron Rodgers, does Aaron Rodgers sit to get healthy for the bye week and down the stretch and Jordan Love play this game? Because if that's the case, why not now? You've been the one saying that Aaron Rodgers should keep playing no matter what. Because he wasn't this injured. This oh, just he happened. But he had you. a broken thumb. Now this it's just, just a happened. Injury. Well, we found out about the broken thumb after we got off but the air last Wednesday. But he was injured. You're don't... changing your story here a little bit, John Coon. Now just because the rib, the rib now pushes don't focus on over don't, the top. Don't, don't no, focus no, no, on I'm just that. saying. No, no, no. So, no, 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 no his no, broken listen. thumb did not get confirmed until Wednesday but just after because we got off air. It was confirmed to us, but we knew something was wrong. You could tell took, something was wrong. You could tell something was wrong. Aaron Rodgers broke his thumb on a Hail Mary play in London against the Giants, immediately stood up, and with that thumb, unbuckled his chin strap and then buckled it to the other side using that thumb. You, you, you thought the thumb was broken when you, he used it immediately after the hit to unbuckle and buckle his chin strap. I thought this thumb was messed up as soon as you saw him play the next against the Jets, against the Commanders, against the Yes, he did not Why? Because like he was Aaron waving Rogers. it around? He, was he didn't look like the same Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Like, he was just, wrenching it a lot on TV, but I don't know if that, you know. I'm again, sorry. He didn't look again, the same. Again, did he miss passes against the Vikings? Did he miss passes against the Bears? Did he miss passes against uh, the Giants before Tampa the injury? Bay? The answer to all those is yes. So you don't think the thumb was a big deal? I didn't think it was. You know, okay. but you tell me it's broken. I you thought tell it me was. It's broken. We got to believe it's broken. So, so anyway, that so being got, said. But he's got you, a broken thumb and bruised ribs. 
I've seen and, and Jordan Bruce, Love should play a long time ago, so you know where I stand. But you on said this. it for different reasons. I'm saying it like this: if the Packers were eight and four with Aaron Rodgers this beat up, and Jordan Love is right there after we saw everything's exactly the same, but the record's eight and four. And eight, and he's four, sitting and this you're, game. You're, if, the, if the Packers you're still were eight, in the playoffs, yeah, I mean, you're probably going to sit him. Yes, you're going to sit him this game, get him to buy to get healthy, yeah. and then come back. It's the Bears, and it's Jordan Love. He can win this game. Yeah, they're not. Who are they playing? You know so I mean? why are we not? Peterman why are we not talking like this at four and eight? We should be. That's my point. Jordan Love should play the next five games. The next know, six weeks should be Jordan Love. You want your best players in there. If you think your guy can go, you trust him to tell you, and he'll make the team best. I'm sorry, Armin, but I, but but again, I'll ask yeah. you. If the Packers were eight best. and four, and Aaron Rodgers was this beat up, I would ask you: Should they rest him against the Bears? I say play. Get the bye. And you'd still say play? I'd still say play. Personally, the game's every game's important at that point. You're down the stretch. You're fighting for playoff seating. You want to beat the Bears. If Aaron tells me he's good enough to play and, and the medical people say that, I'm the coach. I say, my guy's in there. The other interesting question I keep is Jordan if they, ready. If they, the other question is if they were 8-4, and four, would Aaron Rodgers, it, with, with, he couldn't finish the game or Oh, I he's got that. a serious rib injury. I'm saying if he's healthy this week, I'm assuming he's, he says he's healthy enough to play and it checks out. And he feels better. That's what it depends on. Yeah. It's it's to me, it's an awkward, awkward situation. And it's one that, you know, you'd you'd have to just deal with and you know AJ is right. I will say this. You go out on Wednesday, and no matter who your quarterback is, yeah. Seneca Wallace, you're going out there on yeah. Wednesday and you're practicing just as hard, baby. Do you know Scoots that, Tolzine? Yeah. You're practicing Absolutely just no. as hard, baby. Do you and then the you go out person? and then you go out on Sunday and you say, Who's my quarterback? You're our guy. You're the captain now. The Let's player's job is easy. The player's job is easy, John. It's Matt LaFleur. Can he, can he rally a team? Can he gather a team to, to play with all this adversity? That, that I think, is a, is a legit question. All right, we're going to regroup here, uh, go back to what we were currently talking about or uh, formerly talking about, Luke Fickle, the new head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers football team. Up next, A.J. Hawk. He played for him. He was his position coach, his coordinator at, for some time there at Ohio State. Knows him very well. We we'll ask him what his thoughts are when we return on the next. Hey, Heart Radio. Merry Christmas. 97.3, the game. Welcome back to 9 to Noon. Joined now with one of my former teammates, Packers all-time leading tackler and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. And A.J. on 9 to Noon here. Obviously, you know me, Brian Butch, Armin Sarin, are my co-hosts. And uh, I, I, first thing I want to start out the gate with is, are you recovered from Saturday yet? Man, I uh, yeah, first, it's good to be with you guys. But, uh, no, I haven't really. I was in the stadium for, for Ohio State, Michigan. Took all the kids. First time we've taken all four of our kids into a game together and everything. Pre-game, everything seemed great. Everyone, great atmosphere, and then Michigan really, really kind of, kind of put it to us. So uh, credit to them, no question. But man, that was that was a tough loss uh, for the Buckeyes. You know, I, I saw a tweet by Troy Smith, and and it had a picture of all the uh, OGs, you know, from from your time and even before. And they said they would not have allowed that flag to have been planted in the middle of the field at the end of the game. Do you do you resonate with that? I mean, yeah, like I, I'm kind of torn with that because I've always said, like, yeah, of course I hate seeing that. Like, I, Baker Mayfield did that at Ohio State and went and planted the flag, and I mean, you can't even really plant a flag anymore. Unfortunately, with the field turf, it doesn't really have the same <laughs> the same effect as it as it once used to. But uh, it's all for show now. But I guess like if a team comes into your house and beats you, like 
hey, what are you going to do? Like, unless you're going to line up there and try to fight the whole team after the game, like, I, I get it, but uh, you just got to find a way to take care of business on the field and things like that don't happen. All right, uh, we have you on because Wisconsin just hired new head coach Luke Fickle, and you you have a great relationship, a great past with him um, from your time playing, and and you have a great perspective of the Big Ten in general. Just give us your thoughts here. Uh, Luke Fickle, the person, the man coming into Wisconsin, what kind of leader did they get? Man, it's tough. Like I could go on for days about Luke. He uh, When I first got to Ohio State, he was uh, coaching the D-line, and then he took over. Uh, as a linebacker coach my last couple of years, and he was just, I mean, everything about that guy. I've said many times, like, he's the toughest, per- toughest person I've ever met. Like, I, 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 whatever, like, Luke has in his brain, he, he's three-time state champ wrestler in high school, and it still bugs him to his, this day that he didn't get first his, his freshman year. Like, he's still Ooh. pissed off and tells me he knows the guy that beat him, I guess, his freshman year. Like, that's how driven this guy is and disciplined, but also very fun. And uh, a guy that, like, I don't know, there's not many people like him. There's re- there really isn't. Like, just so so detail-oriented, so, I guess, driven and has, like, this crazy competitive streak. But he's also, at the same time, an awesome guy with six kids and a great family. And he kind of has it all figured out, I feel like. And a lot of times coaches, I think, don't really have that balance. They're usually, like, hard driving one way. And Luke kind of has, has it all figured out, I feel like, at least from the outside looking in. But man, he's just—he's a special guy. I think Wisconsin's super lucky. As you talking about him being a special guy, why do you think it was Wisconsin? Because he could have gone anywhere he wanted to. Why do you think he looked at this job and said, "Hey, this is where I want to be"? I think he knows from playing against Wisconsin, playing nose guard for Ohio State back in the day. Uh, he knows like what kind of the brand of football that Wisconsin is known to play, and I. I I used to ask Luke, like, okay, what job would you leave UC for? He never really ever would give me an answer. He's like, I love it here. My family loves it or whatever. But then when I saw him take this Wisconsin job, it just made a lot of sense. If there's anywhere in the Big Ten he's going to go, I mean, Ohio State, I'm sure. And then Wisconsin would seem like a natural fit to me just because of how he's kind of – how he – what his DNA is. Like, he loves like that – I just remember from playing against Wisconsin, just the, the offensive linemen, they're always so so big, so strong, so mean in their run game, just downhill powerful. And Now Luke will, will have that and kind of breed that culture into the team, but I think he'll also like evolve and do things that are needed to put up points. And, and he's, he's a proven winner, and he, he's proven that he can recruit as well. And I, I think people at Wisconsin are going to absolutely love the guy. Yeah, it sounds like the the man and the energy is incredible. The X's and O's is where I had the question, and you kind of jumped into it there. Defensive scheme different at Cincinnati than what they run at Wisconsin. Jim Leonard being the defensive coordinator here, the interim head coach, how do you see that relationship going? Do, can they run the same defensive scheme that they've always had here? Will they go more Fickle's way? What What kind of dynamic do you have there? I think, honestly, that's probably something Luke is looking at right now. And like a lot of the great coaches, I'm sure he's going to kind of craft a scheme to the type of players he has right now on the roster. That's what all the great coaches do. Like you say, okay, what's our roster look like? Who do we have to plug in these positions? Now let's run what puts them like in the best possible situation and not ask these guys to do something they can't do and all of that stuff. So I think that you'll probably be a little hybrid of both. You'll figure out what works best for who we have on this team right now and who we're going to be recruiting and they'll probably run that and I can't wait to see man it's going to be uh it's going to be fun fun time to see Luke on the sidelines it'll be a little bit weird 
for me at first, but man, I think he's going to bring something that that they uh, they really like. AJ, you talked a little bit about this. Luke knows what Ohio State has done, why they've had success. What does Luke need to get Wisconsin to do to be at the level that Ohio State is? And now I'm talking football. I'm talking facility. Like, what's the big thing that they, that he needs to get Wisconsin to change? Well, I don't. I'm not versed well enough on it, but from what it sounds like, you got to have a big old NIL account, don't you? You got to find a way to bring in these guys. Like, however, they're however people are competitive with the NIL and these. I don't even pretend to understand and know exactly how it works. I just talk to coaches and different people about it. Um, but I think if you could find a way to, to keep that, that Wisconsin mentality of the, the toughness and just, you know, like when you're playing Wisconsin, it's going to be a long day, no matter what. Uh, if you can keep that, but also find a way to make it some, you know, some exciting down the field passing and some highlight real plays on offense, if you can couple that together, like with what Wisconsin has, man, it, it could be a fun brand of football. Age, when you were at Ohio State, I know they call it the game for Michigan, but when you looked around the Big Ten, did you see it as a league with haves and have-nots, or did you kind of see it more as an even playing field? Uh, I mean, I think back when I was there, uh, it felt more, it definitely felt like a more even playing field. Like It felt like there was no easy outs. Like, we we were in battles week in and week out. I feel like uh, uh, ever since I've been gone, I was done in 06, it definitely feels like it's, yeah, there's a handful or a couple, two, three, four teams people take serious and, you know, some others that people really don't know what to expect from. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future with all the different conferences and what UCLA and USC coming over to the Big Ten. Like, it's going to look different. And I'm I'm curious to see what it is, what it does and, like, how it changes over the next five to ten years. It's probably going to look, look completely different than it does now. Age, I, I am a football purist. So to me, USC and UCLA does not seem right in the big game. It, it doesn't feel right. It, the NIL, I'm for, but it also doesn't feel right in college sports. It has a weird, has a weird feel to it. it what, what are your thoughts there on this changing landscape of college football? I think, I mean, honestly, I know we had to run into each other for many years in practice, and so we might have share some like the <laughs> similar brain functions but I'm, I'm with you man i agree on both those things like i agree players should absolutely be getting paid in college football but it has done something it's just it, it is weird it does feel different right now like when i don't completely know where they go from here i don't i'm not saying it's better or worse i just don't know what i think of it really yet but i'm glad they are getting paid and as far as you know ucla usc I mean, I guess it, it's all about money, right, Coon? you got to bring in the money. they got these big old money contracts. And you get these big-time teams bringing big TV markets. I guess that's what people want to see. So it might not be like the old-school Big Ten like we thought of, but um, I guess they're always trying to evolve and trying to, trying to figure it out and compete with everybody else. All right, last thing I got for you, Age. How do you see this uh, college football playoff thing wrapping up here? They'll have the uh, they'll have the top four or five, six teams here tonight. Where do you expect Ohio State to be? I thought that game was a great game by Ohio State until the fourth quarter, and they were selling out on the run. When they sell out on the run, that's when the big runs come. You, you got to be wary of that. So, I, I even though it was a bad score at the end. I thought they proved they're just as good as Michigan in that, you know, in that regard. How do you think this thing plays out? Can Ohio State get back into it? I mean, it doesn't sound like there people here in Columbus and anyone I talk to you feel like, no, they don't feel like Ohio State does have a chance. But I guess what if, if Ohio State is five tonight and not six, people here at least are telling me they, 
they're not going to be completely devastated. But if Ohio State's six tonight, yeah. then they're going to be devastated. Yeah. So I guess there's a, there's a some sliver of a chance Ohio State can find a way to slide in there. But who has to win? Who has to lose? Like, honestly, there's so many different scenarios, like in this the college football playoffs, that I have a hard time keeping track of all of them. I really do. And they change every single day, it feels like. So I, I hope they have a chance to get in. But, man, when you – you lose a high-profile game like that when both teams are undefeated. People, all people remember June are the you know the seventy-five-yard runs and eighty-yard yep. passes, like just those big chunk plays. And it's a shame because it really was a good game for three quarters. AJ, when you look at the the Big Ten in general, college football in general, moving to twelve, we've talked a bit, little bit about this, and they think a lot of people think the hire of coach figgle was because it's going to get wisconsin to a national championship but they still have ohio state they still have michigan those programs have operated differently over the last couple of years do you think this hire of coach figgle was it for a national championship move by wisconsin do you think it's possible for wisconsin to win a national championship with him under leadership absolutely i think I don't think Luke would have taken the job if he didn't think that they wanted him to come in and compete for a national championship. That's that's what he wants. That's his goal. That's what he wanted at Cincinnati. So I think he is 100% focused on that, and I'm sure he have, he'll have all his short-term goals and long-term goals and everything for the team. But, yeah, I think it's it's a sign of Wisconsin – Saying like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring this guy in. He he could have gone many other places. He chose to come here, so he must think something about us, and we need to make sure we live up to the hype. And I think they're gonna do whatever they can to uh, to try to get there, especially with they're going to twelve games and who knows what the uh, or twelve teams, whatever the, the college football playoff, how that changes too as time goes. But man, I, I guess it's it's an exciting time to be a college football fan. That's for sure. Well, H, thanks for joining us for a few moments today to talk about Fickle. Uh, obviously, you have very, very high um, you know, thoughts of what he can actually accomplish here at Wisconsin. That's exciting to hear. I'll be watching tonight. I hope it's not Bam at five. That'll piss me off. I really hope it's not yeah, Bam at five. There's going to be a lot of people upset tonight, John. I don't know. It just depends on where you live, I guess, who you're a fan of. Yeah, he, he, no better truths have been spoken. On your way out, uh, what, what are you going to ask 12 today? What should I ask him? What else is there to ask, John? You tell me. <laughs> ask him how can you go back out there so beat. Uh, ask him this: If they were eight and four with a bye next week, would he be playing the Chicago Bear game as beat up as he is, or would he be resting trying to get better for the playoffs? Okay, thank you. I will have to put that in play. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Age. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, man. AJ Hawk, man. You did Great his time. You did his time. Now you've added work to my day because now I'm going to have to listen and actually see if he asks the question. Or I love that I mean, dude, man. He's I want to watch He's... soccer. Now i got to listen to that. John, how good does it feel to catch up with your old teammates? I don't mean to be that soft about it and, you know, feely, touchy feely, but it's got to be great to. Because you don't talk to him every day, of course, these days. Well, I'll tell you, the dynamic one here is really great. Because I told you Sitton was pissed after our interview because he thought I hit him too hard. He did. He did. TJ, it was great. TJ loves it because TJ likes to be, you know, you know, provocative he and He wants animated. you to get into him, right. AJ, he does this game too, So, it, but it's just fun because, you know, it, I don't get to catch up with them all that much until they come into town. And to do it live over the air with everybody else listening, Obviously, the conversations are just just slightly right. different. But, hey, we got to take a quick break. We're pressed up against it right now. We'll be back in a couple minutes to uh, probably just hash this thing out. Yeah. Luke Fickle. I'm excited now. Age, three-time state so- champion? He's, he said something that surprised me. 
really surprising. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll hit it next. Not any. Quality solutions turn to the experts at Carrier and New Berlin Heating. 97.3, the game. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Ho! Welcome back here at 9 to noon, as always, originating from the Iron Jock Studios. It's the Megaplex at 97.3 The Game, and you got one more day, one day left for the biggest sale ever. That's 30% off everything that Iron Jock makes. You just use promo code CYBER30 on all orders over $75. Shipping is free, too. That's the good news. That's CYBER30 right now through November 29th. Go to ironjock.com. That's ironjoc.com. All right, Butch, what was you said you kind of got me on the edge of my seat now. What what was it that AJ said that cuz I saw you your your kind of face lit up during that interview. What was it that got you so excited? Yeah, for me it was very simple. I, you know, again, coming from an Ohio State guy in AJ Hawk, right? Like the top of the top with Michigan. Does he think Wisconsin can win a national championship with Luke Fickle leading the program? And his answer is absolutely. We haven't really heard that, right? When we've talked Wisconsin football, we've heard Big Ten championships. I got a reason why that is. I got a reason why that is. Because when you're on the top, when you're one of the teams being hunted and not the hunter, you always see how physical teams can be and how good. You you get the best out of every opponent. You get the best. Uh, when, When you're not. And I don't want to call Wisconsin a bottom feeder because they're not. But when you're not the, the 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 bullseye, when you're the arrow going for the bullseye, it's a different feel. You drop some games that you shouldn't drop, you know, throughout the course of the season. You know, it, not every week feels like you're getting the best out of every other opponent. Maybe every week you don't feel like you're getting the best out of, out of your guys. When you are on one of those programs, when you're in one of those organizations that is always at the top, that's always fighting for division championships or conference championships or Big Ten championships, you can see you see how good these other programs can be for one game. And then you take somebody outside your organization that was a big part of your organization, that was you know the meat and potatoes, heart and soul passion of that organization, who's got a track record of doing things and rebuilding things at another place, and you give him to one of these other teams that can show on any given Saturday, they can go out there and play you right to the edge, right to the brink. You understand that could be the the link to get them over the top, not just for that one Saturday, but then to play consistently every Saturday throughout the football season. Yeah, he didn't yeah, hesitate no, either sir. when he said that. But I just want to drop that in. He didn't hesitate. You know, that's got to make you feel excited as a fan. You hear a guy like that talk about it and say that like that without hesitation. Yes, you know he's going for a championship. They can definitely do it. You know, that's what you dream about as a fan. And we talk about going all in a lot, and that's what that's the idea. So, And here's the other thing, too, Butch. When you're a Wisconsin fan, all the media that we talk to here, everybody that's been in the state, all the Nooners here on the Talk of Tech sign, we see Wisconsin, we love Wisconsin, but we see the blemishes. That's the first thing we always take notice to is this spending here, um, academic standards there. NIL, uh, recruiting. Cold weather, yeah. NIL, all that other happy stuff here. And... You know, when you're on another team, you don't necessarily see their blemishes first. You see all the good things that they do and recognize they're that close because they do this many good things already. 
they're, they just got to clean up a couple of these loose edges, a couple of these uh, blemishes that they have, and they can be right there with us. You know, he, he talked a little bit about the NIL deal. I said, well, what separates them, right? And he goes, I'm not exactly sure. And that doesn't surprise me because it's, it's tough to get in the weeds. Um, I was a little surprised he didn't say just the, the resources. Now, I don't think AJ knows resources at Wisconsin. So, obviously, NIL is part of that. But I think financially was also kind of – thrown in there as well like you got to commit to this right luke figgle still is only six i think fifth or sixth in the conference as far as highest paid coaches it's still only fifth or sixth 7.9 average that's a big jump for wisconsin is it i got fourth uh from what i'm looking at if you include usc lincoln riley and then matt rule is going to get kind of a weird deal at nebraska where it's going to backload so it's close to that and, and i'm sure harbaugh is going to get but I, I, think, next, I think fourth 7. right now 7.9 let's just call it 8 out of wisconsin that's an investment it's a big investment that's a it big is investment, investment by wisconsin yeah if they're willing to open that checkbook for other things as well yeah things could be looking much different here at camp randall and maybe next year yeah mel tucker yeah. ryan day lincoln riley and him right now i guess matt rule if you is close to that on average per year and harbaugh's at 7 so you're right butch i mean and John, that is an investment, and it's it's an investment, but it's not like it's the highest paid one either, though. You no, know what right. I mean? like, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's tough because it's Mel Tucker, but yeah, we, we got to take a break. Okay, okay. you better you bet. I think we have an answer for what we're going to do with last week's Nooners, who were hoodwinked. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll figure that out. But we need a caller right now. What caller are we taking, Armin? I think we'll, we'll take 47. We talked to AJ. That was his college number. There you go. We so. talked out of Ohio State, too. All right. Caller number 47 right now. You better, you better, you bet. 414-799-1973. I'll be hitting all the spots that you ain't even know. 97.3 The Game. An iHeartRadio station. All right, welcome back to 9 Noon here, hour number three during the football season. We play You Better You Bet. Before, before you play the music, Armin, you put a tweet out yesterday. Yeah. Okay, Nooners, you decide, since we didn't make staff picks for You Better You Bet, should we let last week's pickers, A, pick again, clean slate, B, use last week's scores, C, let them choose what they want to do, or D, put them all in as winners. And it's pick again, clean slate came in at 44%. That is letting the Nooners pick. Now you, Armin Sarin, have an executive decision. By the way, put them all in as winners was 31%. That came in second. We're Close second. That. Use last week's scores was 14%. And let them choose was last place. Yeah. Last voted on by the Nooners was let them choose. Now, you really like the idea of letting uh, them choose. I, I thought that was the best idea, and I'm shocked it came in so low. I really am, so it puts me in a tough spot. Because on one hand, I'm like, you know, you did earn those picks. You should be able to take that or try for more dealer's just choice. For, just for reference, Chris and Cedarberg got two. If you were to let him choose, I believe he would pick again. Right. He doesn't want to. Deviation Don lost last night's Colts-Steelers game. So he finished with three. I believe he would actually pick again. That's like, yeah, because that's like holding on 14 or 15. You would yeah. probably hit, right? And Mickey the Fitz got four. 
So I'm He's really staying. interested. I would think he would He's stay staying. with staying. four, but four might not get in either. Correct. So it's interesting if we say pick again, slate clean, two of these guys are 90% They're picking pick anyway. Again. Yeah. But this might be an opportunity, even though it's the lowest one on here, let them choose. This might be an opportunity for one nooner, Mickey the Fitz, to have him to have to make a very difficult decision. Right. And Mickey the Fitz, he's always mad at me no matter what anyway. He's always upset with me because he's a Cubs fan. So I think my I think I will just let him choose. Uh, I don't know. Let everybody choose, I think, is what I'm going to do. Well, if you let one choose, you got to let them all right. choose. Right. So if these guys want to. But as we're saying, if Chris a, yeah. and Deviation Don are choosing, they're playing again. Right. And I thought last week's picks were much easier than this week's picks. They are. I agree with that completely. So I hate doing this because I always say I let, you know, this is a. This is a show about the Nooners for the Nooners, driven by the Nooners. But the Nooners chose to pick Nooners. again, slate clean. So I know. where are you going with this army? This is like one of the hardest decisions to make. Do you know I'm we're represented I mean, I feel like a representation of the people. Do I vote with the people or do they represent me to make a decision? Because they trust you gotta me. Stay strong. You don't stay strong at home. You let Laura run all over you. You got rid of all your posters. Now's your time to put your foot down. You need to start putting your foot down. I know. Bro. I know you're right. I mean, that's true. You got to pick your battles. All right. I'm making the decision. We're gonna let them have a choice. It's dealer. It's gonna be their choice. Just like blackjack. If the Nooners that were in last week want to pick again, they can. If they want to hold with their score, they can. I think that's the right thing to do. I really do in my in my heart because you know it shouldn't be their fault if they made good picks and they can't keep them because we are the ones that didn't make picks. So no, 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 not we. Take uh, that mouse right, out right, of your pocket. Right, Take that mouse I, out of your pocket. I, I was the one that didn't make picks. Was it you or me and Tim? I should say. Okay, right. shared blame. What does you that said mean? A we, mouse out of my pocket. Said, I've never heard that term. We, we, we. Yeah, there's a mouse we. in your pocket. Oh, yeah, good one. You never heard that? No, never. Nope. Really? Yeah. I guess I never made mistakes before. I mean, notice he tried to lump us in, and when I got you and I out, Butch. Yeah, you're right. He was he very for sure quick did. to take all the blame. All right. What is it about Red Hot? He can't get any blame in this? He has no accountability? Well, he's my you're boss, taking all, so You're taking all the boss. accountability in this one? He's my boss. It's time in a tough spot. All right, fine. Well, he's your boss until he comes on with the microphone, and then you guys are equals, right? Good point. We'll share We're blame. all equals on here, right? One-third, one-third, one-third. That's yeah. what we do? Once you get yeah. in the boat, we all row. All right, so here's what we'll do. I'm going to contact Chris. Deviation Don and uh, and Mickey the Fitz. Those are the three. The those All right. Are the three. So I'll contact those three this week. They'll be making. We'll make the picks off air. I'll I'll send them to you guys. They'll make picks off air, and they'll be uh, they'll be in this week if they want, or they'll hold with their scores. So that's what we're gonna do. That's it. I, we decision made. I have to stand up. Delk on. says the tribe has spoken. Armin, do the right thing. I, I guess I didn't. Sorry, Delk. Mark said they should all be winners. They made picks. You guys dropped the ball and didn't. We ain't doing that. You, but that's not fair to everybody else that played. They had to earn their spot. So I don't think that's in the earn spirit. Yeah. Okay. Eddie from Stalla says Armin, you not making picks last week is the same as Dan picking the Raiders on a bye. I disagree. I think Ooh. abstination is not the same as picking a team on the bye. Yeah. You chose to pick a team on the bye, and technically the show didn't even go into the third hour on Friday, which is very, it didn't, very interesting dynamic last it, week. It did, but not in Milwaukee because we had Badger pregame. So it was that kind of weird situation. But uh, other affiliates did pick it up. We were we were on the air. But. So, I, I, yeah. so what did you guys even do in hour number three? What did you even talk about? <laughs> I know that's where you're going with this, Cody. I can't. What did we talk about? What was that, Thursday, Friday? What um, did you do Friday, <laughs> hour number three? 
Did you do a dive bar? <laughs> no, we didn't have a dive. We, dive bar was off last week. Did you play you, you better? Was you off? Whose turn did, is it, Butch? Did you play you better? You bet. Well, we didn't do your better. You bet. Obviously, <laughs> did you, you do know, a dive we, bar? You no, know, we didn't do either. Armin, are you the executive so producer of the show? Well, we didn't have a dive bar was off last week because of the holiday week. Why was it off? Whose turn is it, Butch? It's not mine. Not mine. Why well, I think it's John. So we didn't have John. But so you could... just go, hey, somebody's Isn't off it... for a holiday. You just go and cancel a segment. <laughs> oh, in that circumstance, <laughs> yes. All right, all right, all right. Well, it depends on the segment. It, it required you. We required somebody to do a dive bar. We couldn't listen. I just got my nose busted. I'm not. I, it wasn't do you think my Pagel's week. happy about no mentioning of the dive bar. Uh, you know, oh, review. I talk about how great uh, Miller High Life is all the time. Did you do that during hour number three? Talk about Miller High Life last week. No, with the well, I, 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 well, I mentioned yes that, or no. I mentioned Miller High Life. We didn't talk. We didn't do the dive bar. Review. Oh, you did mention Miller High Life though. I, I, you said I, I this lack so. of dive bar review is sponsored by Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. I think I hey, just said like. By I'll the way, though, that being said, we 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 talk about Miller High Life during uh, AJ um, Dylan's segment all the time. Well, Miller Light. I got no, Miller Light, sorry. Same, I gotta, same, same family. But I know what you're saying. Well, I got to find out what kind of beer he drinks. Is Do you think he's a beer drinker or like a bougie I don't drinker? know. I, saw, I called him up in Door County one time on a stage playing in a band. And I would imagine it took a couple Miller Lights to couple. on that stage yeah. to do that performance. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. All during okay. the summer, obviously. Yeah. Not during full Obviously, season. obviously. He's, I like he's that. Yeah. Going, man. He's allowed to. Yeah. Well, I yeah. wonder what else he likes to do. Let's keep changing the subject. What else? Well, Harmon, you just dropped. The, so there was none of that, no dive bar. I, mean, I but you, here's the deal. I, I, I at first gave Armin the most immediate reprieve when I found out he wasn't even on for the third hour. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense why you didn't do you better, you correct, bet. Because there's no. But now when I there. find out they were even on, and they, we were on it in you some markets. Look, did you run? Did you run the show off the dock? How did you guys run the show? Were you just shooting from the hip? Uh well Tim was driving it obviously but I oh, we, we we had our we had plans of what we were we mostly talked about my accident you had plans <sighs> oh yeah I mean we had we had a, <laughs> there was a lot going on you had Packers going on you had oh, Packers <laughs> all right play the music play the music it was kind of a different kind of day wouldn't you agree <laughs> we did some Thanksgiving <laughs> talk we did uh oh man we had plans. <laughs> It was a weird day, let's just say that. You better. You better, you better, you bet. Have plans. You better. Have plans. You better, you bet. Bet your plans. I did see a Nooner at the Bucks game. All right. Gosh, I wish I remembered his name, but I couldn't. I was in the middle of the game. But he came up to me, he said hi, it was his son too. And then I saw him at the Admirals game, and they all said the same thing. When I see him at the Admirals games, they say, don't let those guys get on you too much, Armin. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I get them right back, you know? So, Yeah, one-third, one-third, one-third. Right. obviously equal parts here on 9 to Noon. And now is your time to take a shot to eat with the guys at Milwaukee's premier steakhouse for over a decade. That's Carnivore with that extensive wine menu of over 3,000 different wines, domestic and Japanese Wagyu steak cuts, and that fine spirits list unlike any other out there where the classic steakhouse meets the modern experience only at Carnivore. And to play today, he's been trying to get in. He's been battling long time, first time here on You Better You Bet, Wasili in Greenfield. Wasili, you're on 9 to noon. How you doing, my friend? Oh, 
fabulous. Finally, like I told Armin, man, had a battle through, but I finally got it. Hey, good yeah. things come to those who wait. Ready to do this and have dinner with you guys. All right. All right. We love it. We love it. Let's uh, let's get your picks. Let's start with your first one. Who do you have and why? First pick of the Bills. Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I told Armin I'll take them by six and a half. But you don't get to tease uh, these picks. There's no teaser. Well, you know, he had taken by six and a half. He's getting four and a half right. at New England. Yeah. Um, those tough interdivision games, especially on the road there, they're tough ones to pick. But I think it's safe to say New England – Against the Jets, they only scored one touchdown, and it was off of a punt return. And now you got uh, the Bills coming to town here with Josh Allen. You would think they would be able to put up enough scoring to really put New England and Mac Jones into a little bit of a uh, a predicament there. Bills minus four and a half on the road in New England. What's your next pick? Uh, the Jaguars beat the Lions. I like that pick. I like I like how they're how they're going up. They're a young team. They're an exciting team, and. Uh, Mr. Peterson got him going on over there. Yeah, what do I not understand about this pick, Butchie? Why are the Jaguars favored on the road against Detroit? I think it's because of the way Trevor Lawrence has played recently. I think a lot of people are starting. I, I've, I've seen it here now as the week is going on. Um, people are saying, Trevor Lawrence, we're seeing him turn into this all-pro caliber quarterback right all in front pro, of our I'm eyes. pumping the brakes on that one real quick. Well, I, I'm all just pro. telling you, that's what people are saying. But they played well. They played I, well. I agree, I'm, but I think that's why. There's a lot of hype here. And I think there's like not a lot of confidence in the Lions right now, even though they've kind of played well. I'm a little surprised at home, though, that they're not. That's what I'm surprised yeah. about. The Lions have played tremendous at home. They, on Thanksgiving, and now they have 10 days off. They, they took the Bills to the brink there, and that was the obvious pick Thanksgiving early game, Lions plus nine. That was an obvious pick from last week. Nonetheless, Jaguars, I, I understand they squeaked past the Ravens this week with that two-point conversion there at the end. Was that an actual catch for a touchdown in the end zone? It was called a catch, so we got to call it a catch. I don't know if Marvin Jones actually got in on that catch, but, but they gave it to him. But the Jaguars, I mean, they beat the Ravens, the Ravens have led up so many fourth-quarter leads this Is year. It? Yeah. Their, their four losses are three double-digit point uh, let-ups, and then this Jaguars, which mean, which tells me the, Ra- that's the, fun- the Ravens have had a lead in every game in the fourth quarter this year. That's amazing. They've won seven of them. They lost four of those, and those four they lost. They had three double-digit leads yeah. in the fourth quarter. This Jaguar one was nine. Maybe they just caught lightning in a bottle there at the end of the game. Trevor Lawrence did have 321 yards. Lions do have one of the worst defenses in Nashville, but League Packers couldn't take advantage of it in Detroit. We'll see if the Jaguars can. You got them at minus one, Wasili. What's your next pick? Uh, I'm picking an upset here. I got the Tennessee Titans beating the Eagles. Not impressed with the Eagles. Like, sorry, after what Green Bay did to them a couple weeks. I like the Titans. I like King Henry, and I think they're just going to run all over them. Yeah, this is an interesting one for me because I can potentially see Mike Vrabel having something for Jalen Hurts. What's the line I, on that? I don't. It's five and a half. Yeah, they keep games close. I agree. I, I, I can see him having something for Jalen Hurts, uh, but this is in Philadelphia, and I can also see Jalen Hurts going off in this one. I mean, Cincinnati just went to Tennessee, came away with a victory. In Tennessee, without Jamar Chase, without Joe Mixon. So Tennessee can be had. Philadelphia looks like their offense is back after two weeks struggling. Uh, we'll, we'll see against that one with Mark Variable and his defense. You know they like to play tough. Five and a half is what you're getting in that one. I, I like that line. What's your next pick? 
Uh, the Browns over the Titans. The Titans are just terrible. They're just they're, oh, I'm sorry, not Titans. Texans. Sorry, Texans. Texans. Texans are just awful. Yeah, it is. Browns minus seven in Houston. Deshaun Watson, first game back, and he will start. It's been announced. Deshaun yes. Watson will start in Houston for the Browns after not throwing a football for almost two full seasons. Almost two full seasons. Minus seven at Houston. That is, it's, it's interesting, to say the least, no matter how you feel about it emotionally. It, that's interesting to say the least, Butch. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, he couldn't like, have got a more Brown- softball matchup. No, that's what I mean. And like the Browns, I, they have a running game. They like their quarterback play has not been great, but like they found found so many ways to lose games this year. It's been crazy. So yeah, I'll I'll I'm staying away from it is what I'm doing. I mean, that's well, well Sally, what's your last pick? And then I, I'm gonna have to call an audible here. I told I told Armin the Vikings originally, but I'm gonna switch it to the Ravens. I'm gonna take the Ravens over the Broncos. Broncos can't score on offense, and I know the Ravens have lost four games in a row. But this one, they're playing at home, and they just came off a loss. I think Harbaugh will get them back on track, and they'll be okay. Yeah, Broncos defense was looking really good. It was the only reason Broncos were competitive this year because their offense is absolutely terrible. An interesting thing about that is if they continue to struggle and don't show any improvement with Russell Wilson, they have to, I mean, they bought a lemon. They bought a lemon. They thought they got themselves a BMW, and this thing, it can't get out of the shop. This thing is just not working. Nathaniel Hackett, does he make it through the season or into next season? And if he doesn't, uh, would he contemplate coming back to the Packers and trying to, you know, rejoin with Aaron Rodgers and, and get this thing going in some capacity? It, it, that's a really interesting thing going on out there in Denver. Baltimore minus eight is the line you have there. Which one do you want to lock in? Uh, the Bills. All right, we'll lock you in for the Bills. I got Bills, Jags, <laughs> Titans, Browns, and Ravens. Wasili, check in on Monday. See how you do. Sounds good, gentlemen. You guys have a good rest of the day. Enjoy. You too, Wasili. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right, guys. I have a little bit of, uh, I don't know if it's breaking news, but I do have some commitments from some of our players here. Deviation Don will be repicking this week. He's live in Florida listening and texting. Let me see real quick. Deviation Don had three. He was the one right there. We said you can't hold on three. That's likely not going to do it. So he will choose to pick again. Who else? He's choosing to pick and make you the fits. This is the big one. This is the big one. Yeah. He has made his decision. He's texting in. Thanks. I will keep my score from last week four. Ooh, he's he's going to hold on four. He's holding on four. And then we'll see about uh, Chris, right? We, we don't know about Chris yet. Yeah, we don't know about Chris. So there Chris you go. The hold is the right I'm, move, though, right? I'm going to assume I'm gonna assume Chris gets it. Well, see, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's got, what, what would you say? You want to relate this to Blackjack? He's got a bust card right now. Right, definitely with with four, he's got a bust. Oh, could could uh, he yeah. get higher? Could he get higher potentially? But it's likely that he'll bust. Right, it's you like hitting on... the dealer. You always assume the dealer has a ten, but he, you know, he he's looking. He's at got our seventeen cards. right now. I'd seventeen say, right? or eighteen, something like eighteen. Yeah. I'd say he's, at, he's got a no, seven. No, seventeen and eighteen. You you definitely don't hit unless they have a, a king or something showing. But I think that's what a four is. Right. I don't I think, think you four can... in our game is that. Yeah. Kind of. Because you can't really expect five. That's really tough to get. You know what I mean? That's blackjack. So no, you say know a damn thing about blackjack. That's what you guys are proving right now. No, You're I absolutely do. You stay on 17, but I hate staying on 17. 
I don't. That's why I don't think it it's sucks. seventeen. That's why I think it's sixteen or fifteen. Oof, uh, I don't play a lot. Right of, I, I guess seventeen. You're going to stay, but do you feel confident? In it? No. But you know it's the right move. It's the right move. But so I you think don't that's do where it. That's it's at. That's why I say it. I think it's the right move to do it. But I don't think you should feel confident in it. Two is the easiest. Chris is the easiest one with two. Yeah. That's the easiest decision to make. Boom. Now we're going to draw new cards. This is more like a draw poker where you get like three of a kind and you want a full house. Well, I don't know. Maybe this is we're going too deep into this. Anyway, those are the decisions made. And John's the best blackjack player, apparently. Butch, you might disagree with that. Well, <laughs> here's the deal. It's luck. Um, I, I will be interested to see, it, does Deviation Don come back and pick the Colts this week? Colts. Yeah, kept him at three yeah. last night with the loss. Could have gone to four, uh, but no, stayed at three. And and that was really just fighting Jeff Saturdays. They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Lose it at the end, you know. And and you got to ask now. Hey, it looks easy. It looks easy to be a head coach. And I said, once you throw that headset on, once you get the noise of the crowd in the background, once you get the you know the players running around there on the field, sometimes decisions get a little harder to make. Now I don't think. Time-wise, Jeff Saturday missed on that timeout last night. I don't think it had it. To me, it had nothing to do with time. To me, it had everything to do with how helter-skelter Matt Ryan looked and has looked All at the them. end of football games this year. Yeah. See, I think time-wise, okay, I agree time-wise. Situational-wise, he's not a running quarterback. He ran in that situation. You got two plays to get your first down. They wasted a play on third down. They didn't look like they were ready for it at all. They went with the run. Like, didn't love it at all. Call your time out. Save the time. Big deal. Your defense should be able to get somewhat of a, you know, you're going to overtime otherwise. Like, call it. Make sure you get yourself lined up so you get the two best plays ready. You know, like, do, like, be, be ready like that. And I, they just didn't. I thought it was, I thought it was bad. I like yeah. calling time for that reason, too, to get the right play in more than the, more than the clock. Clock matters, too. And you, you can figure that out later. You have two timeouts after that. So. And it all goes together. And getting the right play in is a lot easier when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback like Peyton Manning. Right? Jeff Saturday played with Peyton Mannings. Jeff Saturday played with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, he understands what good quarterbacks can do. And he understands the momentum of a two-minute drive like that with those quarterbacks. With those quarterbacks running the ship. With Matt Ryan. And, you know, Matt Ryan, I know he's got an MVP. Yeah. So you're saying but, Matt Ryan's not good? Oh, come on, Butch. He's not what he used to be. Come on. Not what I'm he saying, used to be, but he still should be pretty darn good as far as understanding how to handle an offense. I'm saying this. If you've watched Matt Ryan this year, if you watched him, uh, what, what was the last game they just recently lost? The Eagles. Eagle if you watch the end of the Eagles game and you watch the end of this game, you will see Matt Ryan under duress in fourth quarters on this team. It's a scary proposition. So you with that are, in mind, if, you are right though. With you that are, in mind, he has not been good this year. I mean, the, first of all, the dive and the awareness to dive a yard and a half short of the yeah. first down. I, 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 come on, man! I know you're 37. Yes, I know you're brittle and frail. That's like his longest run of the. <laughs> Can you? No, he had a longer run earlier. I know year. he did have one against the uh, Raiders. He yeah. had a longer. Yeah. Can you just get that last yard and a half? 
don't slide there. And if he does, I guarantee you Jeff Saturday calls a timeout in that instance. Probably should have called a timeout in this instance as well to try and get them set up. But I know what he was thinking. You need to save your timeouts so that Matt Ryan can throw to the middle of the field once they got in the striking distance. Nonetheless, the Colts are out, which means deviation Don will be picking again. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. i got to get Armin's preview for today's USA-Iran matchup in the World Cup. Win or go home? I'll be watching it. I know Armin will, too. We'll do that next. Listen weekdays on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.3 The Game. All right, Armin, before we get to your World Cup preview today, the 1 p.m. game between USA and Iran, let's first uh, fit in this last caller about Luke Fickle and the hiring at Wisconsin, and that's from Mike in Eau Claire. Mike, you're on 9 to noon. How you doing, my friend? Hey, John. How you doing? Um, okay, I hope Butchie and Armand the Great, you're all having a great day there. I, hey, I appreciate to... you reaching out to us. And, you know, I mean, I know some callers just think John does a show, so that's good. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just want to say something here quick. Is that I see I'm from New Auburn, Wisconsin, which we played basketball and stuff against Flambeau, Wisconsin. So I saw Jim Leonard as a high school kid. And I think he's a little bit like Aaron Rodgers. He's got a little chip on his shoulders. You know, he walked out at Wisconsin. We all thought, well, he's a good athlete here, but what's he going to do down there? And he made it. Not only did he make it, he extremely excelled. I mean, punt returns and the stuff. And he walked out of the NFL. And we didn't think he'd make it. And there he is playing next to Ray Lewis with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this guy's incredible. I think he's a little bit like Aaron Rodgers. You tell him he can't do something, he's going to show you that he can't. And I think maybe with losing this head coach position to Fickle, that he's going to go someplace and excel. And I don't know where it's at, but I'm really thinking he's going to be a good head coach for some um, college team. I'd love to see him be the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, I mean, for the Packers, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I just wanted to add that about Jim Leonard. I mean, I'm a big fan of his. He's a good man. He's just he's the total package. And hey, I'll Mike. miss him at Wisconsin. Hey, Mike, we're all – I'll tell you what. I like that phone call because it, it, it was a good, healthy phone call. And, and I'll say this. I think we're all going to miss Jim Leonard at Wisconsin. There, there's no doubt. And I think we all believe – He's going to have success somewhere else when he goes there to take on a head coaching job. Do you think I he's can, for sure gone? I think he is, but yeah, I, I don't think. I, maybe, and this is the only instance. Maybe Jim Leonard just wants to be hometown kid. He well, not even hometown hometown guy now, right? Maybe he just wants to be a part of Wisconsin's rise to you know a national power potentially. Mm-hmm. And he'll choose to be the defensive coordinator of that spot. Maybe he decides, you know, maybe I'm defensive coordinator here for a year or two, and my options get better. But I also know he's got options. And when you do have those options, it's hard not to say no. And, and man, yeah. maybe this was something he got into, and it was, let me just see how far this goes. But once you start getting that taste and that feel, I mean, there's no doubt he has – you know, that thing that makes him a good coach there. There's no doubt he has that that drive, that itch. And when you have that opportunity, we see less, far, far less people, and this is not for any reason in particular, we see far, far less people when given the opportunity say, nope, 
I'm going to stay right here. I'm happy with where I'm at. Then we do see people say, all right, I will take that option. I will take that availability, and I will go ahead and uh, and see what I can run with. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I just There's a part of me here, John, that I look at with him that he's done everything different than most anyways from walk on to all that stuff that he's done what is is it is the path always going to he hasn't walked the normal path the normal path would be to say screw you i'm out but he hasn't walked the normal path and so it just i'm not ready to close the door quite yet we'll see we'll see did, did yeah i i see that but isn't his path kind of similar to fickles right fickle was there at ohio and state maybe that's why they can get along maybe that's why it might work well it, it also might be the reason why he says Heck, Correct. This is what he did. This is what he had to do. He's such an awesome guy. He's going to be running. Hey, he left maybe, Ohio maybe, State. That's what I got to do. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I got to do. It's interesting, and we'll find yeah. out. We'll, we'll find out probably sooner rather than later uh, about Jim Leonard and whether he stays. Uh, but let's get to your World Cup preview here, Armin. Yeah. What is the hubbub? What should all the Nooners be watching in this soccer matchup? Break this thing down. Am I watching midfielders? Am I watching? You know, strikers. What what am I watching here? Well, you know, this is a big one, obviously, for the U.S. Their biggest one in, in like ten, in probably eight years, right? This is a, a match to move on. And if you don't like ties, this is great for you because they need to win. So you're watching for a win. Now, Iran Iran is not a pushover. They're tough, so you have to be careful in thinking that it's going to be easy. Their world ranking is like twentieth, so they're there. The U.S. is like sixteen. They're going to seek a draw. Their offense is limited. So they're going to pack the back, try and defend, and get a draw, because a draw for them likely moves them through. I think U.S. has to attack early here. They have to seek, uh, be aggressive early and not let the moment get too big for them. If they're sitting around in the 60th and 70th minute, it's still 0-0. I think that that's a concern, because you're going to panic knowing you have to score a goal. Iran could be right where they want. So they should be dominating possession. The key is they're going to have to try and infiltrate. And, you know, the U.S. can get in. Pusilich is their guy. But they can't. Sometimes the strikers don't get a lot of great shots on. They have to get a lot of shots on uh, Iranians' keeper early. And they have to try and attack. They have to be aggressive and go for the win early. That's my that's my take. Yeah, they have to. That was to, really good, Armin. They Thank have you. to go for Prepared the win that. early. What will get interesting here in the fact that the U.S. has only scored one goal. They've only scored one goal so far. One against Wales, none against England. They only scored one goal. So if they go out there and they attack early, which, yes, you got to get as many shots as possible because a tie for you is a loss. Yeah. A tie for you is a loss. Yeah. You have to win, so you have to go all out at the beginning. So what will be interesting is if the U.S. does get that early goal, Iran's going to switch up how they're playing. They're going to have to. They might park the bus at the beginning. Right. And then all of a sudden everything. This is uh, for people out there that don't watch soccer. For people out there that don't watch I soccer, don't. make a drinking game out of it if you don't have anything this afternoon. If you do have something this afternoon, you should still watch the game. because And still make a drinking game. That's just fine. <laughs> oh, okay, make a drinking game and go do other things this evening? Why not? Well, well, be, yeah. be careful. Just be safe. Okay. Don't drive Uber. Yeah, 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 yeah. But know I, that. I do think this will be a game where you can get a lot of different looks throughout the course of the game. Yeah, it's going to be soccer. It's going to be ball kicked here, ball kicked there, ball kicked here, ball kicked there. <laughs> Run around a little bit, kick the ball back here. You know, when they play that little kick back and forth with the defenders, how often do you sit there and say, just get this thing started? Come on, kick it down the side. Kick it down the side. Let's force this thing down the middle of the field. But th- th- you might see that. You know, it early might be, on, yeah, and then and then it might, it, you know, all hell might break loose. 
you know, about the 60th minute of this of this soccer match. It might be a frustrating game to watch for a while because of that. But there's a couple factors here. If the U.S. can't get their goal early and they're still they're still tied, they're going to feel pressure to do that. So they're going to people start bringing everyone forward, be more aggressive because they have nothing to lose there. Iran might have a couple chances then on a counterattack and long runs, so they might take a chance there. I don't know. Their offense is limited. They're going to try and counterattack. The U.S. should dominate possession. If they don't, that's a problem. So, what's, yeah. What, what's really interesting is after that tie with Wales, you felt like the U.S. lost. You, it was going to. You even said it, Armin. Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to get through, especially because they had the lead in that yeah. game. I said they had to draw England to have a chance, and they. We're able to so then, it. so then the draw against England, you think, oh, that's a win, right? That makes up for the loss. Give them a chance to win it in, yeah. But you never expected Iran to go out there and beat Wales. Too, exactly, no, did you? That was the upset. You thought this was going to come down to goal differential and what Wales could do against England, England and and how many goals the U.S. could score against Iran, and now they're in a spot where they have to win. Or go home. And I think maybe part of that was the naivete of like thinking Iran was going to be a pushover to everybody. They're a strong side. They're not. They're not like Qatar or one of these. They weren't like one of these junker teams that is going to lose to everybody. They, they're good enough to hold their spot, and they have. They've won a match already. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens. Something to remember, though. You know, U.S. is unbeaten. Two two t- two draws. Right. No, they haven't lost yet in this tournament. Yeah, so, but if a loss is a tie, they also... Right. If they had three ties, they're not going to move on. But they can go home saying we never lost. That's what makes soccer, soccer kind of weird for us as American sports fans sometimes. But but I like knowing that they've got no, one chance No, it makes it weird for us because what's it, what's the product on the field for you, Butchie? What's the product on the field look like? Me for soccer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not enough scoring. Butchie likes sixties and seventies like, sure. in basketball and in football. Yo, which is the funniest the dynamic because you play Wisconsin they... basketball and there's a lot of games that finish in the forties and fifties. Yeah, but I understand basketball. I don't understand soccer. That's the difference. The games yeah, I, run off. I like, on the, I like I like this effort that goes into it. Soccer, I have no idea what's going on. All I know is it's USA and I'm gonna jump on board and have some fun with it. That's what I know. Like I've tried to do, read some articles on it. I don't know what they're talking about half the time. Attacking, not attacking, all this other stuff. All I know is they wear short shorts and they run fast. But you gotta like knowing you have one chance to get through with yes. a win against Iran. You'd take that position before the tournament started. So let's sure. go get it today. It's time to win. You don't play scared. You don't play scared. Get out, be aggressive, be loose, and go after the goal. Let's go. A surrogate for Mario. Oh my God, I just fell asleep listening to you guys talk soccer. Roger and Franklin. Okay, have talk a good about nap. Soccer during the break. Well, I I knew that was going to happen. This is your pride. This is country, USA, 4th of July, like fireworks. Let's do this. It's not. It's Thanksgiving. But we had to give Armin a chance to shine here. We had to give him a chance to shine. This is where Armin excels. Armin, you did a great job. Appreciate that. Thank you. Unnamed in the 414. Me don't know soccer. That's almost as good as Ken in the Falls saying just a little bit ago. He, at 56 years old, would have got that last yard and a half that Matt Ryan chose to dive down. <laughs> do, you, do you think he? I don't think he could have gotten the no, first 16 yards. That's the problem. No. No. Uh, I think he would have talked about it the whole time and then tried yes. to run and got caught a lot behind the line. All right. All right. We're going to take our last break. Come back on the other side. Wrap this thing up with the quick trip. Take the day. It's the Mike Keller Show on a Ted Davis Tuesday. It begins at noon on the game. The Take of the Day is brought to you by Quick Trip. 
need something for dinner, just be lazy. Just be simple. Just be easy. Stop by Quick Trip. Pick up one of their freshly prepared, absolutely delicious take-home meals because they're always fresh, never frozen. I mean, what might they find there? Spaghetti, chicken alfredo, potatoes, salad. He likes to stick to what he knows. <laughs> All right, you got a lot to choose from from today's show here. What, what, what are you picking for the take of the day, Armin? I do, but I think my favorite one was Grammy texting in saying, John, don't be a bully. Mom's keeping you in check there, John. Yeah, well, That's it. <laughs> I see <laughs> you get put into these spots. I know you've been working for six hours, and oh, don't you, make you worked, you worked into the wee hours of the night. I'm good. Night, so you're exhausted. You're weathered. You're beaten. You got two black and blue eyes still. Oh yeah. But this is your time to shine. Hey, when it's your time to shine, you got to rise to the occasion. I'm surprised you didn't pick unnamed in the two six two. I wanted to. Go ahead. Their explanation about soccer, pace of the game, no in game commercials. Referees that don't blah, 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 explaining the penalties, play on. You know, it's a good point for all people complain about soccer, and we get a lot about how, why does the time keep running? Why is this? There are, there's no commercial breaks the whole half. I love that. You know, you, you, you've got constant action, sort of. Well, I know one person that's going to be into soccer today as it starts at 1 o'clock. That's Ted Davis. It's Tuesdays with Ted. Ted, you're going to be giving live, uh, you know, play-by-play updates of this soccer match? I would rather let my uh, sit there and watch my toenails grow. <laughs> Come on, Ted. Ted, Ted soccer's no soccer not here? that bad, Ted. <laughs> Look, I'm not knocking it for those who watch it, okay? If that's your thing, fine. See, I'm not a NASCAR guy either. I'm not a gearhead. So uh, I recognize that a lot of people watch NASCAR. A lot of people watch the World Cup. I maintain that for those of us in America, we're only interested in soccer every four years, and it's only because... We have an excuse to go to a bar in the middle of the day and drink. Otherwise, we don't give a damn about soccer. Ted, pretty accurate there. You know, soccer, it falls right along the lines of NASCAR. It falls right along the lines of golf, um, maybe tennis. Even you could throw into that category. What's your indulgence of choice that's a little bit obscure? I like to watch the uh, major golf tournaments. I'm not a golfer, but uh, I'll sit on a Sunday afternoon in my big comfy chair in front of my big screen high-def TV with my remote control in hand, seven steps from the bathroom in the kitchen, and I will watch major golf tournaments, even though I have never played a round of golf myself. Ted, when did you when did you get into watching that? Was it Tiger? Was was that it, or had, had just before that even? I probably just watching the Masters. You know, I mean, you're living up in Wisconsin and it's cold, and all of a sudden you see all the green and all the flowers, and it's just kind of a, a, a indication that summer's coming eventually. I just enjoyed watching the Masters, and then I started watching the U.S. Open, then the PGA, then the British Open. The British Open's great because you wake up on Sunday morning and yeah. you're watching golf. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So the four mid majors: Ted picks golf, Butchie, you. Uh, you got golf, you got soccer, you got NASCAR, you got tennis. Pick a mid major. Oh, it's golf. It's golf. Easy. Gol- two two yeah. golfs. Armin. Yeah. Tennis. You know, I love tennis. It's tennis. You're going tennis. Well, the well, I don't watch like every tennis week. over World Cup. No, nah, World Cup's one event. One's a sport. You said I know, soccer. But Ted. Ted explained it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know, but they, we watch it every four years. Yeah. You might some watch some premier matches. Do you watch those? Well, for tennis, I watch U.S. Open, Wimbledon, French Open. I don't usually watch the Australian because of the timing, and it's a little more. It's not as exciting. But World yeah. Cup is great. I mean, I'm watching the World Cup. You know, no doubt I, about it. 
I really want to pick soccer because I do really enjoy it, but it is only once every four years versus four times a year, like Ted said. The four majors in golf is really what does it. All right, Ted, you're not doing soccer today, so what do you guys have coming up? Well, there's uh, nothing to talk about, is there? I mean, this is like a uh, talk show buffet table. Yeah. You know, I mean, should Rodgers play? Should we have love time? Should they shut Rodgers down? What are they going to do with Rodgers in the offseason? Should Joe Barry go now? Should Joe Barry go later? Should Jim Leonard be the Packers' D.C.? Uh, Chris McIntosh putting his imprint on the program. I mean, this is McIntosh saying, this is a new way at Wisconsin. You know, the, the line in The Godfather, never go against the family. McIntosh went against the family. Uh, it would have been easy to say, okay, Jim Leonard, you're the next guy. He takes a chance, and if it works out, it's a bold move. Yeah, and I guess he made uh, Fickle an offer he couldn't refuse. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh, oh, yes. oh, you go. Let's been, go. You've I'm been s- holding on that. Oh, your boy's still mossy six hours in. I'll tell you what, Armin, for not rising to the occasion several times, you finished in a really good way. Sometimes it's not about how you play the first 59 minutes, but how you finish the ball game. Good job there. As always, yep, uh, Tuesdays with Ted and Billy Muscles is up next, followed by Drew and KB. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it back on the iHeart app. We'll be back tomorrow with the Wide Open Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Not enough. So the reason why I'm in, I don't know, so let's go, cause...